At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What a wild day it was in sports on Tuesday, and looking forward to an even more exciting Wednesday. The NBA season tipped off with a doubleheader on Tuesday night. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, who got their championship ring, they raised their banner, and they stomped on the Brooklyn Nets. 127 104, they cover the short spread, and the total goes under. The posted total. That was our favorite play of the night that we gave out on yesterday's show. It was a sweat, but it did come in on the under. Actually, it wasn't a sweat, really, if you got the number at what we got it at last night at 236. It went off at 233. So the line dropped by three points during the day, and the game finished at 231. Uh, the Warriors, meanwhile, three-and-a-half-point dogs in L.A. handle their business. They win outright, 121-114. The game goes over the posted total of 226, hitting at uh, you know well over that. And wh- uh, This game bothered me because we actually put together a little show parlay, and the last leg of the parlay was the under 226 in the Lakers and the Warriors. And with 45 seconds left, with 45 seconds left, it was at 221. And at that moment, it was a, oh no, before this, about a minute left, it was at 221. They intentionally fouled Steph Curry. I don't know why. There's less than a minute left, you're down by nine. Oh no, it was 45 seconds, yeah. 
45 seconds left, they intentionally foul Steph Curry. So he goes to the free throw line. He's not going to miss. He makes his two free throws. Now you're sitting at 223. With 35 seconds left, Anthony Davis hits the most ridiculous turnaround three-pointer that I've seen in a long time. Total is now 226, but at that point, after Davis makes the three, Lakers feel like they have a chance, so obviously they're going to intentionally foul again, which they did. More free throws go in, then a couple of layups here and there uncontested, and the game obviously goes well over the uh, posted total. Actually, we hit it 235, so went well over the 226 that it was uh, to go off at. But had a chance. I looked at the win probability chart, and it was 50-50 at uh, 45 seconds left in the game. It's all you can ask for in a bet, right? They combined for 67 points in that fourth quarter. Not going to get over that one. Not just yet. Uh, Major League Baseball was exciting as well as the Dodgers come from behind. They score four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning to beat the Braves 6-5. to five. They trail two games to one. That series still hasn't begun because the old cliche, a series doesn't begin until a team loses a home game, and the home team has won the first three games of that series. And uh, game four, the Dodgers are heavy, heavy favorites. Minus 220 compared to the Braves, plus 180. It will be Julio Urias as the starting pitcher for the Dodgers, and it's going to be a bullpen day for the Braves. Uh, Still no announced pitcher uh, officially, but it's going to be uh, look like uh, Huascar Inoa getting the start for the Braves in that one. And then the Red Sox and Astros in one of the baddest beats I think I've seen this Major League Baseball season. I've seen totals hit because of extra innings, because of the ghost runner, right? Where you got a runner on second, team scores two, the next team scores two, and and it happens, right? The over hits. But with two outs, this was a 2-2 ball game in the top of the ninth inning with two outs. And instead of the game end, uh, going into the bottom of the ninth, and especially there was a um, strike three call that to, I believe it was to Jason Castro. Nathan Uvalde's pitching. Jason Castro is the batter. Uvalde throws a one-two curveball, and it was a strike that Laz Diaz did not call. He called it a ball. And instead of the inning ending at 2-2, with the Red Sox coming up in the bottom of the ninth, so think about this. You had the strikeout to end the inning. Nathan Uvalde's walking to the dugout. No, nope. Laz Diaz calls it a ball. Okay. Instead of the inning ending there at 2-2, Castro gets a single, scoring Carlos Correa. Astros take a 3-2 lead. And then the wheels fell off. The Astros scored seven runs with two outs in the top of the ninth inning. They win the game 9-2, the over 10 hits with 11 combined runs. You had a 2-2 ball game with two outs, 
two strikes on the batter, and the third strike was actually thrown. It should have been called. The umpire should have did one of these. But instead, it goes as uh, a ball, and then a single, and then more hits, and a seven-run outburst by the Astros. One of the wildest things that I have seen in Major League Baseball is that seven-run top of the ninth inning. So anyway, so now that that series is tied to two games apiece, and flip a coin, right? Flip a coin. Wherever you want to go. Astros, Red Sox, neither has the edge right now in this series. The Astros technically are favored higher to win the World Series now uh, than the Red Sox. And in this, so right now, the playoff series price is Astros minus 135, Red Sox plus 115. The series price in the National League, Dodgers minus 115, Braves minus 105. To win the World Series, Astros plus 200, Dodgers plus 215, Braves plus 295, Red Sox plus 425. But now the series heads to a pivotal Game 5. And teams that win Game 5 when the series is tied 2-2, since the League Championship Series went to a 7-game format, the winner of Game 5 wins the series about 65% of the time. So you've got to win this game if you want to win this series. More so, I believe, for the Red Sox, because if the Astros win this game, they have a 3-2 lead going back to Houston for two games. And this series would, for all intents and purposes, be over. But if you're the Red, if you're if the Astros, like I said, if the Astros lose this game and the Red Sox win, well, Houston, they're still okay. They just got to handle their business at home. Go back to Houston, win the two games in Houston, and you're going back to the World Series. For the Red Sox, you can't lose this game. You lose this game, the series is over. So the odds right now. It's going to be uh, Chris Sale getting the start against Framber Valdez. The Red Sox are minus 115. The Astros are minus 105. Total is 9.5, and and it is at minus 115 towards the under. At plus a run and a half, the Red Sox are minus 180. At minus a run and a half, the Astros plus 155. Every game in this series has gone over. Game 1 was a 5-4, 9 run game. Game 2, 9-5, 14 runs. Game 3, 12-3, 15 runs. And Game 4, 9-2, 11 runs. And looking back through the entire postseason, every game at Fenway Park has featured at least 8 runs. 8 runs was the lowest, and that was the wild card game against the Yankees. That was a 6-2 ball game. But the two games against the Rays at Fenway Park were 10 runs and 11 runs, and the two games here against the Astros at Fenway so far, 15 runs and 11 runs. How can you not bet the over in this game? Yes, I know it's 9.5, but these offenses are just humming right now. 
and in a game in which the first inning saw three runs scored and you thought you were just on pace for an over, an easy over, but in a game that saw the offenses go completely just dull, they just went silent and did nothing from the second inning until the eighth inning when Altuve hit the game-tying home run. But in the ninth inning, the Astros, bang, 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 seven runs. Both of these teams are capable of these offensive explosions. You saw it in the first three games of this series with the Red Sox hitting these grand slams, right? Both of these offenses are capable of exploding at any time, and it's not like these pitching staffs are shut down pitching staffs. So I'm just going to go back to the well. Keep going with the over in this series. I mean, how could you not? Like I said, hits at Fenway, and it's hit between these two teams. Total's at 9.5. Hey, I wasn't scared of the 10 on Tuesday. I'm not going to get scared of the 9.5 on Wednesday. And yes, I acknowledge that I got extremely lucky to hit the over 10 on Tuesday. I don't think it's going to take that much luck on Wednesday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Coming up next, we'll get into the college football game that we find here on Wednesday night. Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg here with you on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, one of the bigger stories in college football is the firing of Washington State head coach Nick Rolovich after he uh, didn't comply with the state's vaccination mandate, uh, saying that all state employees had to uh, receive a vaccination. He, as the highest paid state employee, uh, the head football coach at Washington State University, um, did not comply with that and therefore lost his job as as well as several assistant coaches. Um, I just read a a damning article from The uh, Athletic and it it said that Rolovich didn't even meet with his players after he learned he was fired. And again, I don't know. I think BYU was the right side of that football game prior to even learning of Rolovich being fired. But you can tell people are now jumping on it even more because BYU is now a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Washington State. The current head coach, who's the the defensive coordinator, now has to take over as the head coach. He says he's going to, you know, he's not even focused on game plan. Uh, He's focused on getting his players to kind of trust him and to build and and to build camaraderie with them. This is what he said. He said that uh, we're talking about uh, Jake uh, Dykart, the new head coach at Washington State. He said he addressed the team during practice to assure that assure the players that he understands what they're going through, and that he and the other remaining coaches are quote in it with them. The quote to the media. My number one job today and going forward is that our young people have fear, doubt, and uncertainty in their minds. And my job is to replace that with faith, trust, and belief. I think those three words are the cornerstones of any program, any real culture. Uh, Remaining on the staff is the offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, special teams coach, Kyle Krantz, a receivers coach, a safeties coach, and a line coach. And he said that he is going to maintain his job as the defensive coordinator. But the biggest challenge, he says, is not preparing for BYU. It's helping the players cope. Quote, I'm a firm believer that adversity is life's greatest teacher, and that's what I preach to our guys. And I think that's going to be another challenge for our guys to continue to learn and grow, he said. Our guys are confident in what we do. Uh, As far as the offense, he said, quote, the offensive philosophy will stay the same. So they're going to continue to run the run-and-shoot offense, and I guess the offensive coordinator is going to, you know, take over the play-calling responsibilities and and handle everything and whatnot. Um, I mean, Nick Rolovich was the guy who brought the offense to the team. 
So they're going to stay with uh, the system. They're not going to change anything right now. But to me, this is just a, a team that is dealing with a lot. And the players certainly frustrated, not knowing you know what's going on, maybe understanding that this was happening. I mean, there's a reason why uh, they supported their head coach. They doused him with Gatorade after they beat Stanford last week. I think they knew that this was coming. So maybe that does help that they knew that the coach was going to lose his job. But this is something that, you know, these are college kids, and and they, and they they got to deal with this. And uh, maybe last week was a win one for the Gipper type, and this week is kind of uh, hey, what are we doing? You know, adversity is when you look towards your leaders, when things don't go your way. Leadership stands out during times of adversity, and. If this team falls down to BYU and things aren't going right, who are those players looking to on the sidelines? How is that team going to handle in-game situations that don't go their way? I think that program is just a mess right now. And that team is probably a mess right now. And this week of practice might not be the best week of practice, but we'll dive a little bit more into this. Uh, over the next coming days. I'll find out a little bit more about what's going on uh, down uh, up there, I should say, um, in Pullman, and see if we can get some insight into people familiar or closer to that program. There's a college game that will kick off the schedule on Wednesday evening. It'll be Coastal Carolina, number 14 in the nation, against Appalachian State. The Chanticleers are, uh, they were a three-and-a-half-point favorite earlier in the week, and it was a game where I said, hey, Why are they only three-and-a-half-point favorites? Well, now they're five-point favorites. So the money is coming in on Coastal Carolina. They are laying five points on the road at Appalachian State. It's a place that they have never won. Yes. Coastal Carolina uh, has done a great job over the past couple of seasons. They have um, done very well in in this Sunbelt Conference. Grayson McCall. Their quarterback is having a tremendous season. He's thrown for 1,478 yards, 14 touchdowns, just one interception. And these two teams combined, they have won the last five Sun Belt titles. Coastal Carolina beat Appalachian State for the first time last season. 34-23 was the score at home. They have won seven straight games on the road. As Coastal, but they have never won at Kid Brewer Stadium. 0-5 in their history playing in uh, at um, Appalachian State. Coastal has scored 49 points or more in five of their last six games. And App State coming off a 41 41- to 13 loss to Louisiana Lafayette. And that is just such a bad loss. And this game had the potential to be just such a huge game. And it still is a big game in the conference because if App State wins, then they would be tied 
with Coastal for the Sun Belt East, and they would hold the tiebreaker over them with the win. So that all they would have to do is win their remaining five games, and they would go to the Sun Belt title game. Not Appalachians, uh, not, excuse me, not Coastal Carolina. But the reason why I think this game is important for Coastal is because Coastal has an opportunity to not just exercise uh, the demons of winning for the first time uh, in that stadium, right? But they have an opportunity to be the group of five representative for the New Year's Six. And the reason why I say that is because Cincinnati could get themselves into the college football playoff. And if Cincinnati is in the college football playoff, then there's an open spot in the group of five. And so if Coastal Carolina continues to rise up the rankings and remains undefeated, then they'll be the group of five champion, if you will. They'll be the highest ranked group of five team, and they'll play in a New New Year's Six Bowl game, which would be huge for that program. Last year, as good as they were, and they were tremendous last season. They had such a great year. They went undefeated in the regular season. The game against uh, Louisiana, the Sun Belt title game, was canceled last year because of COVID. So they didn't play in the conference championship game last year, right, against Louisiana. They wound up going to the... Uh, FBC Mortgage Curable. Now, it was a great game. They played against Liberty, and they were 11-0. Liberty was, I believe, 9-1, and and Liberty's only loss was to NC State. Tremendous game. It goes into overtime, right? And uh, Liberty beats them in overtime. There was a blocked field goal in overtime, so Liberty wins. Uh, Grayson McCall threw for three touchdowns. Malik Willis uh, rushed for four touchdowns. Just a great game. But it was the Cure Bowl on December 26th. It wasn't a New Year's Six Bowl game. It wasn't the Fiesta Bowl. That's the opportunity that Coastal has this year if they keep winning. So I'm going to back them to win here, knowing the importance of this game. Coming up on Wednesday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. This football season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game. 
plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The NFL Week 7 slate will get kicked off on Thursday Night Football between the Browns and the Broncos. It's a matchup of just banged up teams. Injuries on both sides, and I don't know who to trust in this matchup. For Denver, Teddy Bridgewater is likely going to start. Vic Fangio expects him to start. He was banged up. He got sacked nine times against the Raiders. Nine times. Nine times. And you better believe that Miles Garrett is going to want to get after Teddy Bridgewater. But Von Miller going to want to get after Baker Mayfield. Von Miller had a tremendous quote in, uh, I guess, speaking to the media earlier on um, talking to a Broncos reporter for their website, right? He said, quote, I don't know who the tackle I'm going against is, but I'm going to kill him. And yes, that's because I don't know who the tackle is going to be for the Cleveland Browns. In their last game, they were without both starting tackles, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills. And they could be without both of them once again. So you have on one side a Broncos team that allowed nine sacks and a banged-up quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, both interior linemen out for the Denver Broncos, both starting interior linebackers out to go along with you know other injuries that they've had uh, on their team uh, as well, right? Jerry Judy and whatnot. Um, and you know, there's a chance that you know Judy could be available. I don't think so. Vic Fangio said there's a possibility that Judy could be, uh, you know, could play on Thursday. But anyway, you have that team, and then you have the Browns, who could possibly once again be without both starting tackles, who are probably still going to be without Jarvis Landry, who could be without Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, his status is going to be you know, evaluated over the next couple of days. They're already going to be without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Oh, and Baker Mayfield is dealing with a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Something that he says is, is going to be causing him pain, and it's going to be about pain tolerance moving forward. <laughs> the, the, these teams are just panged up. How could I lay the points with the Cleveland Browns? And how am I comfortable taking the points with the Denver Broncos? Because the Broncos offensively haven't done much over the past couple of weeks. They haven't defensively looked like the team that they were supposed to be, or at least thought that they were at the start of the season, right? But maybe the reason why they look good on defeat defense is because they played three putrid offenses. You know, they beat up on the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets before getting a dose of reality against the Ravens and then allowing the Steelers to go up and down the field against them and then just getting, you know, 
blown out, essentially, by the Raiders. So, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's got a left foot injury. Drew Locke, they were at, the media asked if Drew Locke was going to get snaps this week or additional snaps this week. And uh, Vic Fangio said, eh, no, not going to happen. I expect Teddy Bridgewater to be a go. So, maybe that's going to be, we're going to be dealing with a bunch more of uh, more sacks, more injuries. Total in this game is 42 and a half. To, to be honest with you, under is probably, it's probably going to be an ugly under game. Right now, the forecast is calling for 67 degrees and rain. So it could be an ugly, ugly uh, game on Thursday night. Other injury news around the league. Good news for the New Orleans Saints. Quan Alexander, their linebacker, designated to return from injury uh, injured reserve. It's possible he could be activated and he could play on Monday night against the Seahawks. The Giants, you want to talk about a team that's banged up. More injuries now for the Giants. Left tackle Andrew Thomas placed on injured reserve. He is out. Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, who kind of blew up the last couple of games. He's out. He's going to miss at least one game. So they are just continuing to be banged up. Colts are continuing to be banged up as well. They lose Paris Campbell. He gets put on injured reserve. T.Y. Hilton uh, probably still going to, you know, he's, he's working his way back. He played uh, no, uh, I guess, um, lingering effects. He's probably good to keep going and uh, will be lined up for them this weekend. Um, Alex Collins has a chance to play against the Saints. He's dealing with a hip issue, the running back for the Seahawks. Um, Also, you have, uh, let's see, other injury news around the league that's worth noting. I mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. He's questionable. His status is going to be updated over the next uh, couple of days to see if he's going to be able to go um, in this game against uh um against the Browns on Thursday oh excuse me against the uh, Broncos on Thursday night. So that's the latest in the NFL uh in terms of the line movements. I mean you're really not seeing much um couple of lines have moved slightly. I think the most interesting aspect of this board is that like the Ravens the Ravens went from six and a half they're now six point favorites. So little small line movement there. Um The interesting aspect is that you have the four heavy favorites, right? Packers, they were 10, they're 9.5 now over the Washington football team, but that could rise. Um, The Rams are 14.5 point favorites over the Lions. The Cardinals, they actually went up. It was 17, now it's 17.5. They're 17.5 point favorites over the Texans. And the Bucks, they're 12.5 point favorites over the Bears. So... You have four massive favorites on this board. And there really is no teasers with them. Because the Cardinals, 17 and a half is not a teasable number. What are you going to get it at? Uh, 11 and a half? That's, that, does, that doesn't do you any good. Uh, the Bucks, you could tease from 12 and a half to 6 and a half. Uh, just have them to win by a touchdown. So that's not terrible. The Rams, are you really, what are you getting there? Um, you know, eight and a half is that's the, there's no teasable thing there, and then the 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 Packers to three and a half doesn't do you any good because you want to get below that field goal mark. If you want you want to go below seven and below three, so there's really nothing good there. But if you wanted to do a money line parlay, take those four heavy favorites because to be honest with you, 
They're all good survivor picks because they're not losing these games. The Texans, they're not beating the Cardinals. Bears aren't beating the Bucks in Tampa. Lions certainly not beating the Rams. This, I, I, and Jared Goff revenge game. Whoa. Jared Goff got called out by his head coach, right? Dan Campbell saying that Goff has to play better. Um, and then at Lambeau, is the Washington football team going to come away with a win there? I don't think so. Those four heavy favorites, 14 money line parlay is minus 156. Not terrible. You know, that's, that's getting the juice down. Minus 156 is not bad. You want to throw another team in there? I don't see another team in there that I'm comfortable with. You would say the Ravens, but would it, would, I, would anybody really be shocked if the Bengals, who are 4-2 and two this, se- this season, who are playing really well, would they be shocked if they won this football game? I wouldn't be shocked. This is a Ravens team that, yes, blew out the Chargers. Like, what an ugly game. Chargers never even got off the plane. That's how bad they looked. But they also allowed the Colts to put up 25 against them, and they had to have a miracle comeback and force overtime to win against the Indianapolis Colts. They got a miracle, record-breaking field goal to beat the Lions. And they lost to the and they lost to the Raiders in week one. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals in a division game, if they come out and they upset the, the Ravens, especially the Ravens coming off that win against the Chargers. This is kind of like a letdown spot. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised there. Not gonna include the Ravens. Now, how about the Patriots? Patriots over the Jets, right? Gonna pick on the Jets? All right, let's pick on the Jets. Jets have been bad. Let's pick on them. Jets are coming off a bye. And maybe coming off a bye, hit the reset button, and come away with a much better performance than the last time against the Patriots. Wouldn't shock me. It's the look ahead here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. 
Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. With you on the look at, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NBA season tipped off on Tuesday night with the doubleheader. The Bucks beat the Nets, the Warriors top the Lakers, and now a full slate of NBA games here on Wednesday. And something that I like to do early on in the season is pick on bad teams. The five teams with the lowest projected win totals this season are your Orlando Magic, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Detroit Pistons, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Houston Rockets. Now, is there a chance that one or multiple of those teams exceed expectations? Absolutely. Happens all the time. Teams exceed expectations. But I'm pretty sure these teams are going to be bad. Some of them will be better. Some of them will win higher than their win total. Our very own Jonathan Von Tobel likes the Pistons to be over their 24.5 win total. But that doesn't mean they're going to be a 35-win team. It means they might be a 30-win team at best. Still a bad basketball team. I'm going to pick on these bad teams. And specifically looking at those five, let's take a look at the lines. The Pistons, who will be without Cade Cunningham, will play host to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are five-point favorites on the road. The Cavaliers are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies. The Rockets, five-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road at Minnesota. The Magic, five-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road in San Antonio. And the Thunder, the largest spread of the day, 12-point underdogs on the road at Utah. I think Utah's going to win that game. Covering 12, well, that's a whole different story, but I just think they'll win that game. But as far as picking on a team that is going to, you know, going to lose, a couple of things stand out to me. One, you can go with the Spurs, because the Magic are probably going to be the worst team in the NBA. So the Spurs who should, you know, be okay this year. Um, 
They're a team that's in transition, but, uh, you know, still got, you know, talented players, Murray, uh, McDermott, Jakob Podol. They should win that game against just a bad, this is a bad Magic team. I mean, the Magic, they're just just bad. So they should cover that spread. Uh, The Timberwolves, they should cover against the Rockets. Timberwolves will be better. You know, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. So I can see the Timberwolves being a nice selection here against the Rockets. I also think that the Grizzlies are going to handle the Cavaliers. Grizzlies are still a good team. Cavs are um, okay. Okay. Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, okay. But I think the way to go is the Bulls against the Pistons. The Pistons, uh, again, will not have Cade Cunningham. So that's a big-time loss for them not playing so far. Uh, in the first game of the season. This is a team that is supposed to be bad. Uh, Killian Hayes, Jeremy Grant, nice players. Uh, No Cade Cunningham, though, and he hasn't played in a while, so don't really know what to expect. But this Bulls team, this is the reason why I'm betting it. I think even though the Bulls, they're going to take some time here to kind of gel together with this new roster that they have. But this is a... Very good team. This is a team that is going to be on the rise this year. This is a team that has some legit talent. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. This is a team that will win uh, more games. Let's see what their uh, win total is. Because I'll get you the, uh, the team wins. All right. The Chicago Bulls are at... Where are we? 43 and a half. That's a little higher than I thought. 43 and a half for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I think they can go over that. You know, it'll be close. 40, you know, that, that's, that's a good number. Maybe 45 is what they'll land at. 46. Eh, I can't see 46, can I? Maybe. Maybe. I can. Maybe you can see it happening. Um, but certainly, I think that 40, yeah, 43 and a half. Yeah, it could be a 44, 45, 46 win team, something around there. But they're definitely going to be improved. And the Celtic, I mean, the, the Pistons, not so much, at least not yet. I'm very excited about Cade Cunningham, though. I can't wait to see him play. And I'm very curious to see how long it's going to take him to adjust to the NBA game. It's a bummer that we're not going to see him here in the first game because uh, that would be exciting. But I think the Bulls are the play here over the Pistons in the first big slate on the NBA schedule here on Wednesday. And if you want to have some fun, I think uh, we can put together a little parlay for you here, right? We love parlays. Uh, Let's go a little money line action here. We'll go Bulls on the money line. We'll go with, let's just pick on the bad teams. We'll go Bulls on the money line, Grizzlies on the money line. Uh, We'll throw the Timberwolves in there, the Spurs in there, the Jazz And how about the Sixers over the Pelicans and the Knicks over the Celtics? 
Well, now we're just getting crazy. Now we got a seven-team parlay. But that seven-teamer is plus 1183. Let's take out the Knicks. And if we take out the Knicks, it's plus 625. If we take out the Sixers and we just do the favorites here with the Bulls, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Spurs, and Jazz, pays out plus 346. I know it's a a five-teamer. It's not ideal. But this is supposed to be a fun parlay, right? little sprinkle here and there. And this is just picking, like I said, picking against the projected five worst teams in the NBA on the first night of the season. Picking against the five worst teams in the NBA. Again, not not talking about the spreads here, just the money lines. Plus 346 is not bad to pick on the five worst teams. So you got the Bulls to win, the Grizzlies to win, the Timberwolves to win, the Spurs to win, and the Jazz to win. Jazz are 12-point favorites. Spurs are 6-point favorites. Timberwolves are 5.5. Grizzlies are 7.5. And the Bulls are 5. So, in theory, all five should win. But knowing the way that the world works, one of them probably won't. (laughs) Uh, That's the way that it always goes. Doesn't it seem that way? All right, let's take a look at the Major League Baseball games. Let's pick out some winners here for Wednesday. You got two games on the board, and it's a reversal of what we saw on Tuesday. So the Astros-Red Sox will be the early game, and the Braves-Dodgers will be your late game. Framber Valdez starts for the Astros against Chris Sale. And for the Dodgers, Julio Urias, Oscar Enoa likely to go for the Braves. Currently on DraftKings, taking a look at these two games. The Astros and the Red Sox, very close. Red Sox minus 115, Astros minus 105. The total is 9.5, slightly juiced to the under, though. For the Dodgers and the Braves, Dodgers overwhelming favorites. They are minus 220 to the Braves, plus 180. The total in that one is 8. In the Astros-Red Sox game, I'm not going to pick a side. I think it's more of a must-win for the Red Sox. And let's just face it, it's a must-win for both of these teams. The team that wins Game 5, when the series is tied at two games apiece, goes on to win the series 65% of the time in the League Championship Series. And it's probably higher than that if you would count all seven-game series. But at least what we know the numbers in the League Championship Series. I think I'm just going to play the total again. And yes, I got extremely lucky to hit the total on Tuesday with one of the craziest wins ever. And I don't apologize for the wins because I've gotten beat on the bad losses. I've had the bad beats. So I'm never going to apologize for a win. Just like, you know, my complaints fall on deaf ears when I talk about the, the bad beats. But as far as the total is concerned, Each game in this series has been high scoring. 11 runs on Tuesday, 15 runs the game before that, 14 runs the game before that, 9 runs in game one. Every game at Fenway so far in the playoffs, 8 runs, 10 runs, 11 runs, 15 runs, 11 runs. Over in Fenway Park, 9.5, I'll take it. And then Dodgers, I can't lay the minus 220. I think they're going to win, but unless I'm parlaying it with something, I can't uh, take it. Uh, Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Cole Ravich, ESPN MLB, will join the program. Johnny Avello from DraftKings will join the guys as well as Pat Forty. 
from Sports Illustrated. So that's going to be a great show. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.